the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. They found it. Last night, Tucker Carlson announced on his show that a package containing damning evidence uh, on the Bidens was sent to him and his producer out in L.A. Monday night and had been opened and the contents of that package were missing. That's a pretty disturbing piece of news, I think. Of course, immediately, uh, Twitter was full of people today saying that it's a lie, that there was never a package. Fox just made it up. Carlson made it up. And then there were people ridiculing Carlson and Fox for not making copies. What do you mean? You know, they, they, do, they have this important material and they send it uh, by, and, and they don't make copies? Well, he never identified which company shipped the package, but today UPS identified itself as that company and the contents of the package somehow have been found. I don't know how. I don't know the details on that. But someone from Salon Magazine uh, last night had texted Carlson and asked him if he had made copies because there was a lot of people. You know, a lot of people were asking that. What do you mean? Well, they're not copies of it. And his answer was, "Quote: Of course. The point is, somebody is reading our texts." Unquote. So, what does it all mean? Who knows? Uh, I would guess that he he will explain it on his show tonight. And uh, his shows the last two nights have gotten gigantic ratings. And still, the non-Fox TV outlets are ignoring the story. Uh, nobody seems to be interested in chasing down Hunter Biden. And we will uh, talk about that in our second half hour, by the way, with my media expert, Jeff McCall. But nobody seems to be interested in chasing down Hunter Biden. Uh, Joe's brother, Jim, was asked by a, a Fox reporter who was standing outside of Jim's house uh, yelling at him if he would comment on it. And Jim just said no. Uh, Joe Biden is out actually doing speaking events uh, today. Uh, they're both in Florida. He and Donald Trump both in, in, in the Tampa area. Somehow the media haven't been able to ask Joe any questions about this, although he did mention in one of his engagements that his son, Hunter, is the smartest person he knows, which doesn't say a whole lot for the company that Joe keeps. But the information is still out there. The election, I'm pretty sure, is still going to happen on Tuesday. And many people who have not watched Fox or read the New York Post still don't know anything about Tony Bobulinski, who's been, who was the star of the Tucker Show Monday night. And they don't know anything about the Biden family's business deals with China and Ukraine. Still five days left. And as far as I know, Hunter's laptop's still out there. Is there still more to come before Tuesday? I have a feeling that we haven't seen it all yet. And nobody knows more about the Biden's dirty work than Rudy Giuliani, he says the family has been a criminal enterprise for a long time, and Rudy will be right here on this very radio program when we come back. Stick around. Hi there, Hugh Hewitt. I have a book that you've been waiting for, the one that totally uncovers the anti-Trump movement within the Washington establishment. My good friend Byron York, you know him from Fox News, The Washington Examiner. He's on my show all the time. He's got a brand new book. It's called Obsession, Inside the Washington Establishment's Never-Ending War on Trump. And Byron brings the heat. 
Obsession is a must-read. He's the political correspondent that you always trust anyway. But now he's got officials and members of the Trump defense team on the record. All of the stuff you want to find out about what happened with the special counsel, what happened with the impeachment, what happened with Ukraine, it's all in Byron's new book, Obsession. Look, the opposition will stop at nothing to prevent Donald Trump's re-election. Now is the time to get the facts. Read Byron York's penetrating new book, Obsession, inside the Washington establishment's never-ending war on Trump. Available from Amazon and wherever books are sold. Obsession by Byron York. Obsession by Byron York. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. In the know, I'm Andy Solomon. Surprise medical bills may result from emergency situations where the patient is unable to choose their medical transport company, hospital, or doctors. Here's Dr. Mitch Elkind, American Heart Association president, with more. The average surprise medical bill is over $600 and may amount to thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars. The American Heart Association is urging lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to address this issue now. We're leading a national campaign encouraging patients to share their stories about receiving surprise bills with the hashtag IWasBilled. Patients should never have to worry about surprise medical bills instead of focusing on their care. For months, Congress has had comprehensive bipartisan legislation in hand that would shield patients and consumers from surprise medical bills. However, lawmakers have yet to move this critical legislation forward. Congress should act now to end surprise medical bills. For more on how you can urge Congress to act, visit heart.org slash surprise bills. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Yes, and the election is in five days, and the question remains, where's Hunter? 
His former business partner has gone on national TV and called him and his dad liars and said that they did business with communi- the Communist Party in China and people in Ukraine. You'd think he'd be, uh, be begging someone to interview him so he could refute the charges, but still missing. Rudy Giuliani has been looking into the Biden family for a long time, and he joins us now. Mr. Mayor, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh-oh. Is he gone? Mayor, Mr. Mayor, do you, do you read me? I got you now. Basically, we've been uh, censored. I mean, we've been cut off from giving this information to the American people right. by uh, uh, Prince Jack Dorsey and uh, uh, whoever the king is that runs uh, Facebook. Right. Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, King Zuckerberg, yeah. I mean, they think they run America, and they do. The Democrat Party allows them to run America because they're in league with each other. These facts are facts that should be known by all the American people, Republican and Democrat, because it's the hard drive of Hunter Biden. It is not Russian anything. It is completely verified. It's entirely true. And the reason Joe Biden sat in the basement for five days is because he doesn't know how to answer any questions about it. And the reason Hunter Biden is missing is because it's all true. Mm-hmm. He can't well, answer uh, questions about it. Right. Every single word of it is true. They, in fact, got between 30 and $40 million from five or six different foreign governments while Joe Biden was the pres- vice president. Every time Obama made him a point man, he would go negotiate for the U.S. He would fail... He never succeeded in the negotiations, and his family would come back with millions and millions of dollars. This is disgusting. It's bribery. It's crime at a very high level. And just because he's a big Democrat, he shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. Right. Well, you've been saying for a while that the Biden family has uh, been a criminal enterprise for a long time. Is the information coming from uh, uh, Tony Bobulinski then just, uh, uh, just a more recent example of their work? Oh, my goodness, yes. It's, the, oh, it's actually, uh, I wouldn't say it's their smallest deal, but they've had much bigger deals than that. The Bobulinski deal is all on paper right in front of me. The Bobulinski mm-hmm. deal is uh, 30, a $30 million deal, $10 million a year to the Biden family and their two uh, employees, Bobulinski and this other guy, Gallios. Uh, then there's a note. It, there's a note in the distribution section that says 10%. 2H for the big guy. Bobulinski right. says the big guy is Joe Biden. And you don't even need Bobulinski. There are two memos, one in 2012 and one in 2016, in which Hunter refers to his dad as the big guy. So Joe, Joe was getting money from, the chi- from, from one of the highest ranking members of the Chinese Communist Party and a member of Chinese organized crime. And as his son describes in a tape-recorded conversation with a stripper, uh, one of the other partners there, uh, his name is Ho, um, he, he was a Chinese spy master, according to, according to, to Biden. Patrick Ho, he calls him, he calls him Patrick Ho, the effing spy master, who started the company with my partner. Uh, Joe Biden is, a, is also a partner of Patrick Ho, the effing spy master. I, I mean, that's pretty incredible that a guy running for president of the United States is going to have to negotiate tough and hard against China. I don't know, with pa- partners 
with Chinese communists, and his son was a partner with the Chinese government. Now, you um, you uh, said, did I hear you say that there's a, 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 a recording of Hunter telling something to a stripper? Have we Has that been made I mean, I, we're talking about it, but has anybody actually heard it yet? In, yes, on, I, played on the air? It, I, I played it on my radio show yesterday. Okay. And I'm, I'm about to play it on Lou Dobbs' show, if, you, if he'll play it. And I'd be okay. more than happy to send you a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. Talk to the producer. Uh, I'll, I'll, you get, I'll you figure get, out you a way. Give, you give me the information. It's only, it's, only, um, it's only about a minute and a half conversation. It's part of a much longer 40-minute conversation. And at the very beginning of the conversation, the stripper says, you know, I'm recording you. Is that okay? And he says, okay. Exactly why he'd want a stripper recording him is hard to understand. But, I mean, he is most often high on crack. When When I say that, I don't say that lightly. If you took a look at the photographs, you'd see just an inordinate number of photographs of him sitting in closets and walking around the house with no clothes on, smoking crack. Yeah, I, I'm glad I missed that. But uh, you, no, you I'm put glad, a lot of... I, I wish I wish I had missed that. <laughs> you can't but, unsee I mean, it, can you? Obviously, that's the reason why. In one of the texts, he says he's a danger to the children because he uh, walks around the house smoking crack with no clothes on and doing a lot of other things that would be very dangerous if there are young children in the house. Well, you, you put a lot of mobsters in prison, uh, Rudy, with RICO cases. What similarities uh, do you see here with Joe and the bosses of those families? I mean, he seems, well, the stuff that I've seen, and I'm no expert, but he seems pretty well insulated, or at least he's making a great effort oh, to be insulated. Oh, boy, is he well insulated, particularly by the crooked press like the New York Times and the yeah. Washington Post and NBC and I mean, I don't know. You'd have to basically have a videotape of him killing somebody, and they probably wouldn't cover that anyway. No, I mean, the reality is he's uh, extremely well insulated. They cover him up. They've covered up. These crimes have been committed in front of them for years, and they haven't covered it, which may be one of the reasons why they cover it up. It really would expose the hypocrisy of the Washington press corps because he was committing these crimes all the time he was a senator, all the time he was a vice president, right, right in front of them. I mean, his brother was a notorious lobbyist, constantly in trouble. And Joe would constantly say, I don't know my family's business. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Mr. Bobulinski kind of blows the lid off. He doesn't know the family's business, as well as two or three of the text messages here. He knows the family business intimately. He runs it. And then there's a text message of Hunter to his daughter explaining the whole 30-year deal in which he says in that text message that for 30 years he's been he's been paying all the expenses for the family and even with that he has to kick half back to pop so he basically tells the arrangement he has as a bag man now the information that that we've seen that you know that that I heard from uh, Bob Ulinsky when he was on Tucker Carlson and the other stuff that I've seen that you've had out there and just the stuff that's been out there in public um, is that what we've seen at this point enough? If you were prosecuting this case to put people in prison, yeah, yeah, I I, I would tell you that the January third, twenty nineteen text message 
from Hunter Biden to his daughter, Naomi Biden, where he says, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Mm-hmm. I would say that explains just what was happening to the 30 to $40 million that they got from Iraq, Ukraine, Russia, China, Kazakhstan. I'm probably missing Romania. He got this money when he was vice president. Mm-hmm. Now, all of it well, hidden by Obama. All of it. I mean, if Obama didn't know about this, then Obama do- didn't have an intelligence service. I mean, he was sleeping. Either Obama was sleeping or Obama knew about it and didn't give a damn how dishonest his vice president was. Just like he didn't give a damn how dishonest Hillary was. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking to Rudy Giuliani, uh, and if, if, if Joe... Uh, they went for the Russia routine right away, and, and if Joe Biden... Were, was right when he said that Bobulinski was part of a Russian disinformation campaign. What kind of crime would he have just um, accused Bobulinski of being involved in or guilty of? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess if Bobulinski gave a, a signed statement to the FBI, it would be perjury. But mm-hmm. Bobulinski has nothing to do with Russia. I have the hard drive. It wasn't given to me by a Russian. It was well, given I know to that, me but by American I repairman. I've, Joe, I've been able to Joe verify it, it in different ways. The, the Russian thing is a big Democratic hoax mm-hmm. that the suck-up Democrat media just writes. They just write it. They, they, don't, they don't have any proof of it. It's not true. It's just a complete lie. It's a joke. It's like propaganda. And then the, the, the completely corrupt media just writes it. Their, their failure to, to investigate Joe Biden is really an indication they've reached a level of corruption that is scandalous. I mean, they're just a waste of time. They, they're, they're, if you're a Democrat, you apparently can do anything. Yeah, I, I've, I've been in the media for over 40 years, uh, Rudy, and uh, it's the most ridiculous and, and the worst thing I've ever seen from the media. What, um, what was the most damning information to come out of, uh, do you think, uh, out of uh, Bob Ulinski's hour-long interview Tuesday night? The most damning information is the, the level of familiarity, which is complete, that Joe Biden has in his son's foreign dealings and the mm-hmm. fact that he gets money from them when he has been saying for eight years over and over again, I don't know anything about my son's foreign business dealings. Now, first of all, you've got to be stupid or criminal to accept that. The man, the man flew Hunter Biden all over the world. They were going to China. That's a long trip to China. They were coming back to China, and, and, and Hunter had just finished a $1 billion deal. You mean to tell me they didn't talk about it? <laughs> I mean, anybody that would believe that lie just wants to believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, what Bob Belinsky says is not only true and not only sustained now by text messages, but it's always been the logical conclusion that you only resist because you're a, either you're a, a completely overwhelmed Democrat who can't think rationally any longer, or you're a big liar. Yeah, what, do you, what do you know about what is on that laptop that Bob Ulinsky hasn't talked about and maybe nobody has seen publicly yet? Are there still things out there that are going to show up before the election? 
There are. Uh, it's very long. I've been through now 60%. Uh, out of that 60%, I think we put out the, the worst things, the things that are more easily understood. Mm-hmm. There are some things that are suggested there that aren't followed up just by emails. He didn't use just one computer. And by the way, people say, well, how did he leave it for this long? He also lost a computer in Boston that has 27,000 texts and emails on it. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean it, isn't, it isn't unusual for this guy to, I, and I think he lost a third computer earlier, earlier on, which we're trying to track down. The one in Boston is in the hands of, I believe, uh, Peter Schweiker, who is okay. the guy who originally broke all this about four years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand from conversations with the lawyers involved in that, that there's overlap with what we have, but then there are also a lot of distinctions. And I can see on our, uh, I can see on our hard drive that there are periods of time when he wasn't using it. He was using some other computer. So, for example, the $3.5 million that they got from the mayor of Moscow's wife when, when Biden was the vice president. Uh, we have that. We can see that. We can see that money coming in. Then there's another about 400000 that comes in. So really, the total is almost $4 million from the mayor of Moscow's wife, who, by the way, is a good friend of Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. But there's only skimpy documentation of what that was for. And it looks well, like it's for setting up a money laundering operation. I believe, other, I, I believe the other computer has the complete documentation of that, but I don't have that. I have, I've already gone over time with you, but uh, I have to ask you one last question. If the Democrats should end up in control of the White House, the Senate, and the House after Tuesday, would any of this ever see the light of day again? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure as heck going to keep talking about it. Maybe they'll kill me. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, they, they, they cover up everything. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Democrats cover up everything, and they're allowed to get away with it. And it's really, you- the, it's, it's, really the, it's really the press that makes it possible. Rudy, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving you, us sir. this stuff. I hope everybody's paying attention. Good. Thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. that's Rudy Giuliani, and uh, you heard it. And uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, I don't know where you've been, but that's from the man himself. And uh, the uh, the information is out there for anybody who wants it. Unfortunately, uh, the media outside of Fox, I'm talking, when I say media, I'm talking about television media because obviously the New York Post is all over this. And there are other websites and there are plenty of people who have uh, put this out there on Twitter and other places. But as far as the media are concerned, uh, national TV news outlets, um, other than Fox, I don't know anybody who's paying any attention to it. And so um, when I come back, I'm going to talk to uh, our friend Jeff McCall, who's a uh, communication professor of communication at uh, DePaul University. And uh, he's been watching this, and he is a, a well-credentialed media critic. And we'll go over this. And I, I, it's just, to me, that's as big a story as the story itself, is the way that the media are ignoring this. Too many in the media are ignoring this story, just blatantly refusing to not only just not do a good job of investigating it, 
but even mentioning it. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump's re-election campaign says it's postponing a rally tonight in Fayetteville, North Carolina, for a few days. That's due to Tropical Storm Zeta. Power Outage U.S. says power outages from Zeta now exceed 2.5 million, stretching from Louisiana to Virginia. Georgia remains the worst overall state for outages, with more than 700,000 still without power in the Atlanta area and the northern part of the state. The head of the Wisconsin Republican Party says hackers stole $2.3 million from the party's account that was being used to help re-elect President Trump in that key battleground state. Party Chairman Andrew Hitt says the party noticed suspicious activity on October 22nd and contacted the FBI last Friday. Higher finish on Wall Street, the Dow gained 139 points, the Nasdaq up 180, the S&P picked up 39. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. What has to be the craziest campaign ever has come to an end, and it's time to tally up the ballots. Can President Trump muster the same support as 2016? Keep America great! Or will Joe Biden be heading to the White House? I believe this election is about who we are as a nation. And will we see a shift of power in Congress? Join us for life up to the minute election results. Tuesday, coverage begins at 7 a.m. 1250. The answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spira at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Do you think all vitamin C's are the same? They're not. Ester C is a superior form of vitamin C. It's the only vitamin C with 24-hour immune support. And it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin C. So don't just settle for any vitamin C. Buy Ester C and support your immune health today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. 
It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Got some stacked up traffic out there on the inbound Parkway East from Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Looks like about an extra six minutes getting through that. Also busy for a couple extra minutes from Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the Parkway West, doesn't look too bad right now. Everything pretty normal as far as volume is concerned. Outbound 65 heavy from 19 up to the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's about a seven-minute delay. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Plenty of clouds tonight with a bit of rain. Tonight's low 40. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and chilly with spotty drizzle in the morning. That'll be followed by a shower in spots in the afternoon at a high of 46. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy and cold. Tomorrow night's low 32. Saturday, partly sunny, high 51. Sunday, some sunshine turning cloudy. A shower, winds gradually subsiding, high 53. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Staggerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the election uh, is coming up in uh, five days, so here we go. And the non-Fox uh, TV news networks are still ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. And as I've been saying, I've been in the media for about 47 years now in one form or another, and it's the worst I've ever seen. So I wanted to bring in my uh, go-to guy for this show when it comes to media analysis. That would be Jeff McCall. He's a professor of communication at DePaul University and a media critic with national credentials, including writing for The Hill. Jeff, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate it. Are you welcome, John. So uh, here we are. I only had you on a little while ago, but you know when I see this stuff, I think of you. And I, as I said, I've, I, I've, um, I've never seen anything worse than this, and you've been observing the media for a long time. Have you ever seen a, a worse case of, of bias by omission than this? I don't, I don't know that I have, to tell you the truth. I mean, when you look back over the years, it's always seemed to be the role of the media to sniff out stories, and when they get onto something, to start digging on it. And it, what's interesting here is that this Hunter Biden thing has been around for a couple of years, and, I mean, it drew a big yawn from the media for a couple of years, which I understand. But you would think that once Joe Biden became the nominee for president, that maybe somebody would have gotten a little more interested. But then in particular, when that laptop surfaced and this Bupolinsky guy showed up, I mean, you don't need many, any more cues or tips to, like, at some point swing into action. And that they've ignored this it has just been really shocking because, you know, as we've talked about before, when the, when the constitutional framers set up a free press and they wanted a free and unfettered press to be aggressive and to act as surrogates for the public, it was designed to hold the powerful accountable. And you can't get much more powerful than a former vice president uh, and the nominee for a major party for president who might be president before too long. And that the fact that the media is so uninterested uh, is shocking. But maybe it goes beyond that they're not interested. It's, it's that they are interested but consciously trying to sit on it. And that's interesting because, you know, yesterday 
I got an email from uh, one of the media writers at foxnews.com, and he said, would you please comment on the, the, the media neglect of this story over the last couple of days? So I took some time, and I went to a number of different websites for major news organizations around the country, the major networks, the major dailies, and it is, it is exactly true that these media organizations are sitting on this, and it's not even like they're burying a little story back in a corner where you've got a little reader at the end of the CBS Evening News or anything like that. It's absolutely missing altogether. Yeah, that is what's stunning, is that, um, to me, as someone who's been in the media, and most of my work uh, was in sports, and I'm not doing as much in sports as I used to. I do this show, and I, I, I do cover sports a little bit. But anyway, uh, it's it, it's just been my experience that the very nature of someone who wants to work in news or sports news or any kind of news that you you have a um, a yearning to uncover a good story and you 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 are you love it when somebody hands you a story that you can really uh, get get your teeth into and do some good work with. And I just can't believe it. A story like this is out there, and they can't find anybody at any of these outlets who's just making noise and saying, "Wait a minute, this is a." Even if it's even if there's nothing true about the emails, that's a story. We got We got to cover that. This there's a guy out there making these claims about a guy who could be president in five days. Shouldn't we at least find somebody who's willing to debunk it? They don't even do that. That's what. Yeah. That's what's stunning to me. You've made an excellent point there, and that is that it could be that these emails are all fake, and it could be right. this Bubalinski guy is a kook, all right? Yeah. If so, you would think that the reporters and the investigative reporters at the New York Times or Washington Post or CNN or ABC or any of those places, that they would be all going full bore to try to prove that. And the fact, well, maybe they are, and we just don't know it, but mm-hmm. if, if they have gone after that and tried to find out, and they found out that e- the emails are legitimate and Bubalinski's not a kook, they owe it to us to tell us. And, I mean, here's one of the things. You follow the news, and I follow the news, and I'm sure most of the listeners to your radio station are news hounds and that they're interested. But mm-hmm. we have a lot of Americans who casually follow the news, yep. and they watch their, their local evening newscasts, and they read the front page of the newspaper or maybe catch the first few minutes of you know the nightly news on a major network. They're not going to have any idea at all or any possible you know, sense that this story is even floating out there. And they're going to the polls, or maybe many, many of them have already voted, without an awareness that it's, it's at least within the realm of possibility that the, the former vice president and current presidential candidate has some baggage that they might want to consider somewhere along the line in terms of how they cast their vote. And it might be they consider all that and say, I'm still going to vote for the guy, I'm going to take my chances. But on the other hand, I think the press owes it to us to give us as much information as possible about all the candidates. And again, not that I'm trying to defend Trump here, but the press have have not had any problems going full bore on anything Trump-related. And, I mean, on the one hand, you could say that's a great aggressive press. But on the other hand, you could say, well, they're really aggressive in this direction, but they're not aggressive in all directions. And that's where I think the public, you know, we've talked about this before, too. The public is, is increasingly distrustful of the press. And this mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that creates that distrust. And the problem is, how will the media, the, the traditional media, ever get that trust back, particularly as long as they perpetuate these kinds of nonsensical things? 
And, you know, I think one of the most fascinating in- aspects of this whole Hunter Biden laptop story and Bubulinski story is the fact that when, when these things were first popping out, you had Democratic spokespersons, including you know, Adam Schiff, stepping forward and saying Russian disinformation, Russian, yep. Russian disinformation. And the media put these people on the air with a straight face, and they didn't even challenge them to say, what, what's your source for that? Or how would you know that for sure? And they just let that get out there as part of the narrative. And I'm thinking the media should be particularly careful about Russian meddling and stuff, given that we spent two and a half years talking about Russian collusion and and it ended up going nowhere. Well, Jeff, uh, we're talking to Jeff McCall, a professor of communication at DePaul University and a media critic. Uh, that's just that's just another example of someone who's been in the media uh, and someone who's worked in in uh, digging up news. If Adam Schiff comes on and says this is uh, more Russian uh, misinformation, a, a, a bell should ring in your head, and you say, "Oh boy, that's a that's a hell of a um, an accusation." And then you, the news director says, "Hey, uh, whatever your name is, go find out. Go start digging into this. Let's see what you know. Find out. Get we we need some proof of that. He just made a, a ridiculous claim, or he made a a, a, a really um, uh, big." accusation there let's go we got to work on that so when you have a big story like this little things like this pop up and then you have uh this little these stories that break off from the main story and that's what makes it a great story and makes it a great project for someone who's actually interested in you know covering the news that that should get everybody to uh, everybody's attention and when he makes that claim shouldn't somebody in the newsroom say oh let's look into that or at least as you said, challenge the guy after he says it. Yeah, absolutely right. When Adam Schiff or any of the other Democratic operatives that came out there and said, this is Russian disinformation, this whole Hunter Biden thing, somebody should have challenged him right on the spot. But once that interview was over, they should have sent investigative reporters out to find out what, what they could. And if they couldn't verify that any other place, then they should have gone on later to report, hey, you know, earlier he said this, but we can't find right. any evidence that that's true. But I, mostly I fault the producers of those news shows for bringing guys like Adam Schiff on. I mean, not, I mean, I know he's a congressman. I know he's, you know, a high-profile Democrat. But his reputation isn't all that great after all of the two and a half years of Russian collusion stuff. Right. And I'm just thinking, there are bound to be other reasonable, sensible people from, from the Democratic side of things who could come on and discuss the Hunter Biden thing, but who aren't so tainted as Adam Schiff. And the fact that they put him on there almost shows that they are trying to go with you know, basically their game plan is to put on the guys who are going to be the most uh, ardent advo- advocates for the Biden administration and the, the Democrat Party. And if you are, if, if, if Adam Schiff, if, again, if you are someone who works in uh, national news and covers politics, and as you said, Adam Schiff was Mr. Russia, Russia, Russia for two and a half, three years, when Adam Schiff says that, uh, don't you aren't you kind of obligated to say, well, Congressman, you also said for a couple of years that you had hard evidence that uh, that the Trump administration and the president himself colluded with Russia, and you still haven't produced that. Should the should our viewers uh, have believe what you're saying here when you bring up Russia? Haven't you cried wolf on that one a little bit too much? Would that be an unfair question? Yeah, yeah, the cry wolf is the exact expression I was going to say. I mean, this is the boy who cried wolf, but the media continue to let him call wolf, and they keep jumping every time he does. And that's where yeah. I think 
our media people need to back off a little bit and try to take an assessment of what they're doing to the industry, but also what they're doing to their own news organizations. Because at, at a certain point, you know, if, if they want to be advocacy organizations, you know, that's, that's okay, actually. The First Amendment allows for news organizations to be total advocacy organizations. But in that case, they need to identify themselves, be loyal to their brand, and go for it. But if they want to parade around as news organizations, at a certain point they have to have at least enough of a straight face to give us a fair shot. And we as news consumers deserve better than what we're getting from a mainstream press just blackout of this whole story. Have the outlets who have ignored this story, um, have they disqualified themselves from being considered legitimate news operations when it comes to covering this election, which only this campaign, or of course it may go beyond Tuesday, but it only has five days left? I mean, would, have, they, have they squandered whatever credibility they had on this subject? Well, yeah, I, I agree that their credibility is certainly in question now. And the other thing is, frankly... You know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but let's just say Biden won the election and mm -hmm. he's president in January, that these organizations have so much gone into the tank to cover this particular aspect of the, of the election campaign makes you wonder, well, will they show up in January and resurrect this story? I doubt it. Or will they show up and say, by the way, you know, we have a president in the White House now who might be compromised by the Chinese or Ukrainians or whoever else is out there. Is that a story we want to pursue? And it needs to be pursued, but I have a feeling that they're not going to go too far into that. I, uh, I don't know if you're old enough to remember Watergate. I am, and I, I want to see if you agree with my comparison. Uh, I think this, this, this is actually worse. Um, uh, if, if what they're saying about Biden is true, it's much worse than anything that happened to Watergate. But um, this would be like in, uh, back in the uh, early 70s, uh, CBS... Uh, un, un, unveiling the Watergate story, breaking the Watergate story, and NBC and ABC refusing to mention it. That I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, an exaggeration to say that. Back then there were only three networks. You know, it was one, and that was it. Mm -hmm. I, I think at that I do remember that, of course. But I think part of the problem there is they just didn't want to recognize that they were getting beaten on a story. I'm not mm -hmm. sure that they were actually trying to cover. But you know, in the greater scheme of things, and again. A lot of this Hunter Biden, Joe Biden stuff has not all been fully fleshed out because we're getting bits and pieces still. Yeah. But potentially, uh, and, and again, by the way, we don't even know that Biden, himself, Joe Biden himself got any money out of this. The, the question for me is just how much he was aware of all this and whether he has been not, not being forthright with us in saying that he had no knowledge at all. But when you get right down to it, the Watergate, the Watergate break-in was kind of, small potatoes in the bigger scheme of things, but it became big potatoes because of the way the Nixon administration tried to cover and hide and evade. Mm -hmm. yep. And, you know, the potential here is for the same kind of situation to play out with this situation, you know, depending on how the evidence comes out. Now, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of the story, but we do need more facts. And who's going to get those facts? It's going to have to be the mainstream media. And they're going to have to get out there and dig. And, you know, to the credit of certain news organizations back in the 70s, they did keep digging. And remember when the Watergate thing first broke, it, there, it was a small story and nobody knew much about it. But they can, continued to let it percolate and more information came out and more came out. And then eventually they started getting to the information. And then look what happened. And, you know, Nixon uh, was at fault. 
you know, for the circumstance. Uh, but again, in the greater scheme of things, it's kind of small potatoes compared to what's potentially out there now. Uh, and again, not to get ahead of myself, because I do want to see how the facts are going to play out. But if some of the things that this Bobolinsky guy is talking about are true, Joe Biden did have awareness. Uh, his brother was involved. There was a lot of money being exchanged and by foreign governments that are hostile to us. And I think that's one difference with the Watergate. I mean, it was it was domestic surveillance and campaign messing around, but it did not have the international intrigue with, uh, you know, the Chinese and Chinese intelligence and that sort of thing. And I mean, kind of going along with what you and Rudy Giuliani were talking about earlier. I have about 30 seconds and I'm up against a break. So uh, you teach uh, journalism and, and uh, about the media. Uh, how will young people going into journalism go into it now with a much different idea of what is considered good journalism than you and I learned? You know, I, sadly, I think they might. I mean, I, I think there are those of us out there who are still trying to fight the good fight and tell them you got to go in, you got to follow the facts where they lead you, and you're there to represent your audience. But I think the role models they see in the traditional press now suggest advocacy, and I think a lot of the students are, are responding to that and kind of thinking, I'm going to go in to be an advocate. Yeah, well, that's not good news, speaking of news. Probably not. Hey, Jeff, all- <laughs> Jeff, always good to have you on. I'm sure I'll have you on again. And uh, you're my go-to guy, as I said, for the media. Great stuff. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Jeff McCall, professor of communication at DePaul University, and we will be right back. Hey, John Stoggerwald here. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow either. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two-for-one low price plus free shipping. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STAG. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies, and the reason for the lies is simple. President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. 
Mom, I'm home. Mmm, what smells so good? I've been cooking your favorite meal. Ah, uh, uh, no tasting until you wash your hands, and don't forget to clean that third hand. Third hand. Your cell phone. It's connected to you all day. Washing your hands and keeping the devices clean that touch your face is essential for all of us to stay healthy. Mom, my phone didn't touch anything. But the germs and bacteria that your hands touch got transferred to your phone. Oh yeah, I can sanitize and charge it in our phone soap. Phone soap is the original patented and clinically proven UVC phone sanitizer with millions of satisfied customers. It kills 99.99% of germs like E. coli, salmonella, and the cold and flu virus. Don't accept cheap knockoffs. It's the only consumer UV sanitizer with a 360-degree disinfection chamber using quartz glass to suspend and ensure that all sides of your phone are disinfected. For a limited time, go to PhoneSoap.com and use code NEWS and save 10% off and free shipping. Go to PhoneSoap.com and use code NEWS. That's PhoneSoap.com today. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you know, uh, Thanksgiving will be here before we know it. It's about four weeks, I guess. Uh, and uh, Dr. Uh, Levine, our Aunt Rachel, uh, has come out and, she, and said that uh, this is what came out of the uh, office of the, whatever it's called, the health secretary. That's a tremendous sacrifice that we're asking people to make. I'll do it in the, the health secretary's voice. But it is absolutely necessary at this challenging time. Oh, boy. Uh, that's the advice of uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, who is urging vet residents to avoid gathering with friends and family on holidays, okay? We are asking people to stay within their households and to contact their friends and their families in a more virtual way. And that's a tremendous sacrifice that we're asking people to make, but it is absolutely necessary at this challenging time. And uh, the secretary cited small gatherings as a driver of the recent spike in COVID-19, both in the state and nationally. Now, I thought it was all about big crowds. I thought it was the whole thing was to avoid big crowds, and they can't have any fans at high school football games. Parents aren't allowed to go see their kids play because crowds are the problem. And it says right here that the health secretary cited small gatherings as a driver of the recent spike in COVID-19. Uh, uh, in Pennsylvania, new daily virus cases have risen more than 50% over the past two weeks to an average of more than 2,000 per day. Uh, I don't care about the cases one bit. I don't know about you. Uh, the average number of people hospitalized in Pennsylvania has more than doubled this month, though hospitalizations still remain far below the spring peak. And Levine said the state's hospitals and health systems are not challenged at the moment. So there we are. Uh, 
Thanksgiving coming up. Stay home. And if you live by yourself, sorry, you're eating by yourself. And nobody's allowed over at your house or uh, Dr. Rachel will come over and beat you up. It's, uh, it's nauseating and makes me want to throw up. But that's the way it is. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.